Okay, so, so, Kay, were you like actually trying to get a grunge band together, or uh, how how uh, does that no, work? It's, it's a coming of age story about going to college. Like, if that's not like grungy and like, you guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Katie, no, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. No, come on. Hey, what? Uh, yeah, what's? How are we doing? Has everybody? Has uh, everybody getting on today? Oh, we're a bit, we're a bit bouncy today, are we, Sarah? Yeah, like downright chipper, almost. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I suppose I suppose I am. Um, it it is interesting that you guys bring that up. You uh, you guys know the way our book this week is, you know, Fangirl by uh, by Rainbow Roll. We're all very excited to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it it centers around our uh, our girl Cat, who writes herself some fanfic on the uh, on the actual regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was reading the book, it occurred to me that, uh, yeah, fanfic in general, you know, it looks uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. So I started, you know, poking around some fanfic type sites. You know, I thought Harry Potter might be cool to look into since, you know, oh, no. I'm a Hufflepuff and everything. <gasps> no. No, Sarah, no, you didn't. Oh, but I did, Galwegian. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they weren't that bad. <laughs> they weren't that bad, Kay. Seriously, like, I've got, what? what is it? Okay, so the first chapter of Between 4 and 5. What, the first one? Why would you pick the first one, man? Because it's sweet. It's barely a story, man. No, 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 no. Let's go back. Okay, you've got it there, Sarah. I do. Okay, I, I mean, do. what are we waiting <laughs> Between four and five by Galwegian <laughs> Stupid Crumb thinks he's so great. I'll show him. With each syllable, Ron Weasley punched his already battered pillow. How come everyone likes him so much? That was the question that had been playing on his mind since the previous June. Or, more to the point, why did Hermione like him so much? He's just so stupid and clumsy and stupid and, and, and he's just, I mean, he can't even pronounce her name right. And then Ron heard that ever-present yet ever-annoying voice come from the back of his head. The voice that was only annoying because it spoke the truth. And this occasion was no different. Why should you care? Because... Because, cause she could do better. Yeah, way better. Why be with him when she could be with, with? Someone that makes her happy. Well, she seemed pretty happy with him, if you ask me. Well, I didn't. And you can just look. Stop being so stroppy and put your happy face on. They'll be here soon. Fine. Just so long as she doesn't mention her darling Vicky. There's a good chap. Don't call me that. Let's not have this argument again. If I want to argue, then I... Ron, they're here. His mother's voice carrying up to his bedroom cut Ron's conversation with himself short. Vowing to take up the argument with his inner self again later, Ron bounded down the stairs of his home to welcome his two best friends. Upon seeing the tussled black head of the famous Harry Potter, Ron jumped the last three stairs and commenced their own manly form of greeting. This involved a large amount of back slapping and a very unique sort of hug. When they were both completely satisfied with sufficiently stinging backs, Ron swallowed any angry words or questions he had and turned to Hermione, smiling and ready to give her a similar, though perhaps more gentle and distanced greeting. As soon as he saw her face, he stopped. She was smiling at Mrs. Weasley, chattering away rapidly about her holidays, her parents and various other things. She looked to every other person present as if she was in high spirits. In top form, as Harry had put it a moment ago. 
But Ron felt that her lips look as if they were being forced painfully into that smile, and the smile didn't reach her eyes the way it usually did. They didn't have that sparkle that came whenever she was happy. Now they were dull, and in them Ron was sure that he could see in them some far-off look of pain. Hermione turned to him, smiling that same slightly pained smile, and said in an overly brisk manner, Hello Ron, I hope you did that extra work on charms over the past month. I'm certain that we'll need it in the coming year. She said no more and walked past him, carrying her bag to Ginny's room. Like I said, top form, declared Harry, jerking Ron back from his thoughts. Come on, I've got to show you this new technique I've been working on for the new Quidditch season. It works okay in theory and I've been itching to try it out. Right, let's see it then. Ron followed Harry out to the garden, dismissing his suspicions about Hermione as his imagination. If Harry didn't notice anything, I'm sure there's nothing wrong. He knows her just as well as I do. Hmm. What does it? No, no, it's not. No, there are 17 more chapters of this deliciousness. So when is it set, Katie? Between the Goblet of Fire and the Order of the Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so, uh, like, not to be mean or anything, but, like, why? Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, the Order of the Phoenix is right there. Why did you write a different version? (laughs) Oh man, this is so embarrassing. Like, ser- why do we have to talk about it? It's not embarrassing. Like, don't be embarrassed, Katie. And, and, like, seriously, dude, it's actually, like, genuinely quite good. Like, considering you were, like, what, like, 14? Uh, like, 13. Oh what? my God. Like, seriously, like, so, like, uh, so, yeah, you set it between the Goblet of Fire and the Order of the Phoenix. Well, like, yeah, my brother, like, he's this, like, huge Harry Potter fan, and, like, he bought me the books when I was a kid and stuff, and we'd, like, tear them apart and stuff. Like, I was like racing through them and stuff and he was always telling me to slow down because I'd miss them when I like got to the end. Oh my god, that's so true. Yeah, but like when he was in like college and stuff, he was doing this writing course some summer like between semesters or whatever and like he was doing some writing exercise or something and like we were just, I don't know, I was just like, hey, I don't know why I was there, but I was there and like he asked me if I wanted to do it with him. Okay, like I just, I feel like we need to point out that like this is the story equivalent of like I don't know overnight oats or a bowl of brown flakes or something it is very wholesome to be fair <laughs> so <laughs> bowl of brown flakes that's nice did you like that did you <laughs> so this this is your brother Niall right um yeah yeah I guess y- you guess surely he's your brother or he's not like I don't know it's it's weird man like you don't know him you know we don't know Saoirse's Jermit and he's a regular fixture at this stage oh, very fond of our dear really if I'm yeah if I'm honest are you guys and like Kylie and Grace are kind of like centering our, our vision boards all of our vision boards at this stage right? oh my god did you actually like see their bathroom selfies from last night oh my actual god they are like so sexy it could be like genuinely weaponized what are you doing perving on my little sister's case Jesus. Hey, uh, you know, the the heart wants what the... That sounded less weird in my head. How could that have sounded less weird? It, look, now that you say it, I, I don't know. Oh, but remember, though, when you could just eat whatever you wanted and you could still have, like, abs like that. Like, no. Go girl, Tina, go girl, Tina. And here, don't you try to distract us from this conversation, Katie. We were talking about you being a fanfic writer. That's what we're talking about. We're going back there. That's what's happening right now. I was a fanfic writer. Was, man. Details. Details, Katie. That's all I'm saying. No, okay. but, like, but like, seriously, I am super interested. Like, So you wrote this story when your brother gave you the exercise? Is well, that it? Well, like, sort of. Like, I started... 
when when Niall kind of gave me that that story, or, yeah, the prompt thing, I started this story about this girl hanging out with her granny who was a bit of a bitch or something. But like, but like, I couldn't really figure out like where to go next with it. Really? <gasps> oh my god! Just like Kat and her fiction assignment. Oh my god! That is that is that is high pitched, man. <laughs> you love it. Give over. <laughs> Whatever. Like so. Anyway, yeah. So I finished like the Goblet of Fire, and my brother was all busy with like college and stuff. So he didn't buy me the next. He was buying me the books, which was like super sound. But yeah, he was super busy. Um. I think by then college must have started again or something. Anyway, um, he didn't buy me the next book for like ages, for like a couple of months, I think. And um, one day I was just like messing on my laptop and that shitty chapter just kind of happened or something. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Like I didn't make the decision to write it or anything. I'd been reading... Yeah, just fanfic online and, I don't know, just kind of, yeah, it just happened. But, like, what happened afterwards? Like, where did you go with oh, it? Oh, it, it, it gets... Uh, sexy. It gets sexy, doesn't it? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gosh. She was 13, man. Exactly. <laughs> no, it gets fluffy. It gets very, 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 oh, very my. fluffy. Okay, so, like, was it Ron and Hermione? <laughs> and Harry and Ginny. Katie wants everyone to kiss. No, no. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, a lot. You want everybody kissing all the time. Well, like, not all. Like, no, seriously, because there were, like, a ton of fics out there that were, like, just fluff. Like, no story. Or, like, just just banging which was weird. Here, 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 Don't make me get on my we need sexy fanfic to get in touch with very, very nice feelings horse, okay? Because I will. I will, Katie Murphy. Don't you stare. Don't you, don't you tempt me. Don't you goad me into that argument again. Oh my God. Does not seem like you're going to need that much goading, Chloe. Would you like to talk to us about not suitable for work fanfic that is out there? Well, I mean, say as how you have twisted my arm, Sarah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it serves a purpose, does it not? And I mean, it's not like it's not stuff we're not thinking about already. I mean, come on, it's just it allows us to get in touch with that in a safe space. Uh, you use double negatives just to piss me off. You do. Uh, this might shock you, Katie, okay? But this is not about you, okay? This is about my private fantasies about me and J.K. Opa in the front seat of his car, okay? All right? Like, like, I don't, why would you say that? Why, why would, why would you do that? Why would you say that? It is like, I mean, he is, he's a real person. You know, that's like, is that okay? Yeah, I was going to say it. Like, if I was a very successful, muscular K-pop person. <gasps> oh my gosh, Gold Starkling, you have been paying attention top of the class. So, well, like, in, in fairness, it's been kind of hard to miss, Chloe. Okay, uh, remind me to schedule a pop quiz on the members' names and previous hair colours uh, within the next week, okay? I will be reminding you of no such thing. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if I was, yeah, said muscular, abnormally pretty Korean man with, frankly, excellent levels of cardio. Real talk. Um, <laughs> Real talk. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd be okay with there being loads of, like, sexually explicit stories out there about me kind of banging my fans. But like, that's not real, JK. It's imaginary, JK. Like, they're two different people, so... (sighs) Like, I mean, 
I am genuinely not okay with the fact that I'm about to ask you to explain that. Well, Katie, I will have to explain that because you're a baby army and you're going to need to explain it to you. That's how you learn. Katie, dude, like we heard you. We all heard you freak out over that tiny tan video. It's like this is happening. I can't believe cuteness chibi cuteness no less has been has been turned into a trap katie there's nothing wrong with being an army except that this is your destiny <laughs> just when i thought i couldn't get any nerdier man yeah 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 yeah. we pulled you back in whatever but yeah okay so it's like it's not real jk opa okay it's imaginary jk opa he's like this like weird hybrid of like christian gray channing tatum in magic mike and like that one really hot substitute teacher that you had on stage. Oh, Miss Hinch. Exactly, Kleena. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. No, so the person who's not a real person uh, that I'm, like, objectifying, admittedly, but, like, yeah, and imagining, you know, destroying my lady part. Chloe! No, 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 no. Like, no, seriously. Like, I've, I've read some of the fix. That's, that's actually pretty accurate. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. But, but Yeah. So, you know, it's not that that imaginary person is not real JK Opa, you know, because, you know, what real JK Opa in Korea wants to do with, you know, his boy bits. As much as I would like for that to be my business, it is not. And I have accepted that. Oh, our little girl is growing up. I'm so proud. Like, no, but like, seriously, Chloe, could you like do me like one favor? No. <laughs> no, like, dude, seriously, like, ser- like, I really, like, it bothers me. Will you please stop calling that guy that name? Okay. If you are going to talk about JK, you call him JK, okay? Fine, fine. Okay, so, like, yeah, don't call Jungkook, like, JK Opa. It's fucking weird, man. I know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent pronunciation, Katie, seriously. You have been practicing. But yeah, why shouldn't I call him JK Opa? It's his name, okay? It's, it's not his name, man. It's a Korean phrase that we don't know very much about. And like, it makes you sound like such an actual Korea boo. It is cultural appropriation, man. And if I'm going to be in this thing with you... Which you are. <laughs> which I am. <laughs> Like no, seriously, like you're gonna have to stop with this opa stuff. It's it's fucking weird, man. If I stop, will you go see Break the Silence with me in the cinema? Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Thought <laughs> 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 you were gonna do it anyway. Oh my god, you were. <laughs> oh my god, so yeah, fangirl oh was absolutely the right book for us to cover right now. Well, I mean, that's just a bloody good segue, Cleaner. Like, I feel bad, you know, that all the segue responsibility seems to always fall on you, Sarah. That, that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. That is unbelievably sad, right? <laughs> Arm room stuff together. Kat had tagged along and tried not to pout when they picked out posters and matching desk lamps. Kat's dad came back from the window and put an arm around her shoulders. It's gonna be okay, he said. She nodded. I know. Okay, he said, clapping. Next stop, Shram Hall. Second stop, Pizza Buffet. Third stop, My Sad and Empty Nest. No pizza, Ren said. Sorry, Dad. Courtney and I are gonna go to the freshman barbecue tonight. She shot her eyes at Kat. Kat should go too. Yes, pizza, Kat said defiantly. 
Her dad smiled. Your sister's right, Kat. You should go. Meet new people. All I'm going to do for the next nine months is meet new people. Today, I choose pizza buffet. Ren rolled her eyes. All right, their dad said, patting Kat on the shoulder. Next stop, Shram Hall. Ladies? He opened a door. Kat didn't move. You can come back for me after you drop her off, she said, watching her sister. I want to start unpacking. Ren didn't argue, just stepped out into the hall. I'll talk to you tomorrow, she said, not quite turning to look at Kat. Sure, Kat said. It did feel good, unpacking, putting sheets on the bed and setting her new, ridiculously expensive textbooks out on the shelves and under our new desk. When our dad came back, they walked together to Valentino's. Everyone they saw along the way was about Kat's age. It was creepy. Why is everybody blonde? Kat asked. And why are they all white? Her dad laughed. You're just used to living in the least white neighbourhood in Nebraska. Their house in South Omaha was in a Mexican neighbourhood. Katz was the only white family on the block. Oh God, she said. Do you think this town has a taco truck? I think I saw a Chipotle. She groaned. Oh, come on, he said. You like Chipotle. Not the point. When they got to Valentino's, it was packed with students. A few, like Kat, had come with their parents, but not many. It's like a science fiction story. She said, no little kids, nobody over 30. Where are all the old people? Her dad held up his slice of pizza. Silent grain. Cat laughed. I'm not old, you know. He was tapping the table with the two middle fingers of his left hand. 41. The other guys my age at work are just starting to have kids. That was good thinking, Cat said, getting us out of the way early. You can start bringing home chicks now. The coast is clear. All my chicks, he said, looking down at his plate. You guys are the only chicks I'm worried about. Oh, Dad's weird. You know what I mean. What's up with you and your sister? You've never fought like this before. We're not fighting now, Kat said, taking a bite of bacon cheeseburger pizza. Ew. <laughs> oh, jeez. She spat it out. What's wrong? Did you get an eyelid? No. Pickle. It's okay. I just wasn't expecting it. You seem like you're fighting, he said. Cash rugged. She and Ren weren't even talking much, like let alone fighting. Ren just wants more independence. Sounds reasonable, he said. Of course it does, Kat thought. That's Ren's specialty. But she let it drop. She didn't want her dad to worry about this right now. She could tell by the way he kept tapping the table that he was already wearing tin. Way too many normal dad hours in a row. Tired? She asked. He smiled at her apologetically and put his hand in his lap. Big day. Big, hard day. I mean, I knew it would be. He raised an eyebrow. Both of you, same day. Still can't believe you're not coming home with me. Don't get too comfortable. Not sure I can stick this out, whole semester. She was only slightly kidding, and he knew it. You'll be fine, Kat. He put his less twitchy hand over hers and squeezed. And so will I, you know? Kat let herself look in his eyes for a moment. He looked tired, and yes, twitchy, but he was holding it together. I still wish you'd get a dog, she said. I'd never remember to feed it. Maybe we could train it to feed you. When Kat got back to her room, her roommate, Regan, was still gone. Or maybe she was gone again. Her boxes looked untouched. Kat finished putting her own clothes away, then opened a box of personal things she'd brought from home. She took out a photo of herself and Ren and pinned it to the corkboard behind her desk. It was from graduation. Both of them were wearing red robes and smiling. It was before Ren cut her hair. Ren hadn't even told Kat she was going to do that. Just came home from work at the end of the summer with a pixie cut. It looked awesome, 
which probably meant it would look awesome on Kat too, but Kat would never get that haircut now, even if she could work up the courage to cut off 15 inches. She couldn't single white female her own sister. Next, Kat took out a frame photo of their dad, the one that had always sat on their dresser back home. It was an especially handsome photo taken on his wedding day. He was young and smiling and wearing a little sunflower on his lapel. Kat set it on the shelf above her desk. Then she took out the picture from prom of her and Abel. Kat was wearing a shimmering green dress and Abel had a matching cummerbund. It was a good picture of Kat, even though her face looked naked and flat without her glasses. And it was a good picture of Abel, even though he looked bored. He always looked kind of bored. Kat probably should have texted Abel by now just to tell him that she'd made it, but she wanted to wait until she felt more breezy and nonchalant. You can't take back texts. If you come off all moody and melancholy in a text, it just sits there in your phone reminding you what a drag you are. At the bottom of the box were Kat's Simon and Baz posters. She laid these out on her bed carefully. A few of them were originals, drawn or painted just for Kat. She'd have to choose her favourites. There wasn't room for all of them on the corkboard, and Kat had already decided not to hang any on the walls out where God and everybody would notice them. She picked out three. Simon raising the sword of mages, Baz lounging on a fanged black throne, the two of them walking together through whirling gold leaves, scarves whipping in the wind. There were a few more things left in the box. A dried corsage, a ribbon Ren had given her the said clean plate club, commemorative busts of Simon and Baz that she'd ordered from the Noble collection. <laughs> Kat found a place for everything, then sat in the beat-up wooden desk chair. If she sat right here, with her back to Regan's bare walls and boxes, it almost felt like home. Like, it's terrifying how accurate that is. You don't have no twin sister. <laughs> Like, it must have been really hard coming all the way to Dublin on your own, though, Katie, and, like, living here and everything. I mean, I got to go home every day. Even if, you know, I had a tough day, I knew my dad would be picking me up and stuff. Though, like, it would have been pretty awesome to just, like, fall home and not be waiting for trains and buses and stuff. Yeah, that was pretty decent once the semester got going. But, like, at the beginning, it sort of seemed like every day was just, like, a lifetime. That sounds really stupid, but no, I did. It felt like every day just went on for ever right like you'd, you'd dread going to class because you'd be sitting on your own and everything but then like when class was over you're just like sitting in your room again and that was even more depressing yeah it's weird like when I'm at home I love being on my own it's like I'll go crazy if I don't get some time on my own to like just be quiet or listen to music or whatever but yeah at back at the beginning of semester one it was I don't know it was just like too much it was there was nothing like holding me down or like that nothing re oh, it's so hard to explain but then you found oh, oh so cute. <laughs> i did yeah um anyway so we're here we're already 35 minutes in why why don't we take a break here and uh when we come back we'll reminisce a little more about semester one stuff and i don't know maybe explore some more of katie's adorably fluffy fanfic <laughs> oh no <laughs> You know it. I know it. Your mask is covered in makeup, isn't it? You're worried that's what's caused that monster breakout on your chin, aren't you? Well, real talk? It probably is. But fret not. Here at Faceform, we want to make it possible for you to protect yourself from coronavirus, keep your skin pristine, and make it to your next wash day. Impossible? Not with our self-adhesant mask liners. Just stick them on and pull them off. Stay fresh, stay gorgeous, and don't run the tumble dryer any more than you already do. Face form. Stay clean. Stay sexy. 
Like, I'm not even messing. Elsie be coming up with, like, actual business ideas on here these days. Chloe, man, like, it sounds like a sanitary pad that you stick to the inside of your mask. Exactly. It's genius. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real, though. I mean, I've been doing something like that with body tape and tissue. Like, I'm trying to work the kinks out of it. Like, I started off with toilet roll and that did not end well. Oh, no. Did it shed? Everywhere. Just everywhere. I mean, I had an actual beard when I took oh, it no. off. Oh, that's so sad. So, I mean, I'm considering kitchen towel, but I mean, that might be a little like scratchy kind of, or I mean, I could buy a bunch of muslin cloths, I guess, and cut them up. We're still in the testing phase is what I'm saying. I, um, you astound me, Sertia, honestly. Oh, Clee, you charmer. <laughs> okay, not to interrupt this love-in, but uh, fangirl. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about books and stuff oh, yeah. right yeah. <laughs> but yeah like I mean Kat yeah she might be the most relatable main character we've had so far yeah I mean I was worried that like shy girl goes to college might not really fit in with what we're doing this series oh, like I know what you mean but like no way like because I mean she's not looking for love or companionship or anything like if anything she wants to stay in her own head yeah yeah she's like created space for herself and her imagination and that's like yeah I do think that's unusual like it's a little bit like Kaya's Marsh in the crawdads sing but metaphysical kind of oh. with the simps <laughs> and everything <laughs> no, no 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 but like it was super interesting to see someone who's like really comfortable in their own skin but like that doesn't like to be around people like it's not like she thinks she's less than or anything like that you know she just prefers her own company and that of like the online community more than people in real life yeah everything you get with real people minus the eye contact and BO <laughs> right the book does make an interesting case for online friendship store like it doesn't go into it in too much detail like it's not that Kat has any specific online friends that she's like yeah got a friendship kind of relationship with or anything that would have been interesting though if, if yeah if the book had gone into that a bit more there are a bunch of books about that though like especially YA books there's like Famous by Julie Gagnon there's Lost and Found by Katrina Leno there's Alex Approximately by Jen Bennett how do you know all this stuff internet oh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but no but no like I really liked how Kat didn't like want a glow up like it wasn't a glow up book it was if anything it was an anti glow up book that's kind of been like a main theme that joins a lot of the books together in this series I think like all our girls were like unusual and didn't want the stuff society tells you to want you know like 15,000 hits on Insta or whatever or a sponsorship from Topshop you know that kind of stuff because because you because you want a sponsorship from from Topshop. You are willfully misunderstanding me right now and it is pissing me off, okay? The point that I'm making, the point that I'm making is that all our girls aren't interested in a glow up. Yeah, they were more interested in what like people thought no, not, not what people thought of them. Like, yeah, people accepting them more and like appreciating them for who they are and like leaving them alone to do their own awesome thing. Here, here. Serge, did you did you just say hear hear? I told us she was Protestant. See, sectarianism is fun. Oh, we are going to get in trouble for that. With who? Like the podcast police? I don't know, maybe. There are a lot of types of police right now on Twitter, fam. Y- you know, that's fair. Actually, I think I'm actually a member of some of those police forces. And what would we do without your constant bleeding efforts? Uh, you'd probably think it was still okay to follow Graham Linehan, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah, in fairness, I'm glad I know about that now. So, yeah, thanks, Katie. What creep? Uh, I don't know if creep is the right word transphobe now yeah I suppose, I suppose that's not that creepy it's just 
being an arsehole, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Can we talk about gay Simon Snow fanfic now? Oh, oh my god, god. Yes. please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's clear, I imagine, from the blurb that Simon Snow is pretty heavily influenced by Harry Potter, right? Mm, to the point of being a little indistinguishable at points. Did that bother you, K.E., actually? You know, no. And, like, you'd think it would. <laughs> like, I really, really did, is the thing. <laughs> Thanks, man. Like, it's good to know my easygoing temperament is so well respected. Well, if it helps, Katie, we totally respect the space where your easygoing temperament should be. Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was such a deep burn. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been weird. I don't know how to feel right now. Um, it would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been weird if Kat was like using fanfic for like an actual franchise. Like, yeah, if that was written into Rainbow Rolls. Like, yeah, if she was using a real thing in her book. I just, I just feel like that would have been a little odd. All that intellectual property stuff because like the characters would show up and everything. Like having it be very obviously based on Harry Potter though I feel like that was a pretty good way to let everybody know she was talking about fanfic about something like super immersive like like yeah a magical world like Harry Potter or whatever like I think for a huge fanfic community like that to thrive you do need like an immersive kind of world I don't know that I agree with that like I mean all original fiction is based in the real world or another world that the author creates. What's to stop fan fiction writers doing that too? But like, isn't that kind of the point that Kat is making? That writing in a world that she hasn't made up, but like that she knows really well and feels like safe in and like is immersive, like like you said, Katie. She, she doesn't have to think about the plot line or what she's exploring. She just is taking these characters that she already knows really well and has a relationship with and she's just putting them in different situations within the world she knows like it's like doing an impression of a mate instead of coming up with a new voice funny voice to do or something it's, it's a different thing you know it's yeah it's like hanging out with with a really comfortable friend group like she knows the characters so well that they'll kind of never be mean to her or give her like I don't know whatever the right and equivalent of silent treatment is you know they, they'll always have something to do something to write about even if it's just for fun and it doesn't go anywhere she knows what these characters would say because she got to know them before she started writing them sounds a little kind of pointless um by that logic that time we laughed so hard at the name fanny we nearly got sick is pointless Okay, well, that was one of the best experiences of my life, so there's no way that could be the case. Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you don't. Okay, you don't. We won't be able to stop. Mother, you have barely looked at your own dear Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) Stop now! Oh my god. (laughs) But, But no, but like, isn't... Isn't the point of writing, though, to like, explore things? Well, like isn't the point of life to like explore things does that mean though that we're always out there doing the scary stuff all the time Mm, someone's therapy's going well chloe (gasps) Eh, yeah sorry sorry sarah actually shit no 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 it's it's uh, it's grand but but yeah no no isn't yeah isn't literature and and writing and reading and everything um yeah isn't isn't it supposed to like stretch you like intellectually and stuff like i guess but like isn't there like 
lots of skill involved in like writing something that's a page turner like that yeah reads itself kind of thing yeah i agree with you Kay. like take this book yeah i think like we can all agree it's not exactly like nobel prize material or anything but i mean there are some ridiculously good lines in here able being an end table that was possibly the best description of anybody i have ever heard in my actual life <laughs> nick looking like someone with a steerage ticket on the titanic you know undiluted and all blooded also cute. I mean, like, that's, that's just a good line, like, <laughs> right? And, like, it allows us to look at some, like, scary stuff without it becoming, like, super symbolic or anything. Like, we get to create a relationship with Kath and her dad and her sister. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. <gasps> oh, my God. Everything I said, like, just there was, like, decidedly anti-chiclet for life. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to ke all over you, but... Um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not a verb, you guys. Uh, you are a bit, Kate. I have been Kate'd distinctly and quite hard on like numerous occasions. I'm feeling quite triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. You guys are absolutely right. Yeah, it's this is an issue. Like this is a thing that I get sometimes, especially if I'm like reading like RC stuff. Like I read Norwegian Wood um, by Herky Murakami again there last week. I can't. I, I genuinely cannot with this girl. <laughs> I think no like you know when something resonates with you but you're not really sure why like you sort of feel I don't know yeah you sort of oh my god this is gonna sound so like hipstery but like you feel like connected to something bigger or something because you kind of don't know what it is that's resonating oh like when you hear a song and like yeah you're all like oh my god I understand it meaning of the universe and then you start telling everyone they have to listen to that song exactly and you go on and on and on about it and if people suggest that like something else is like a little bit like it but you don't agree you get like way too salty about it <gasps> is that why Kylie wouldn't talk to me for two days after I said my Sosu bronzer was like just as good as her Nars one Kylie has a Kylie has a Nars bronzer don't even stare at me seriously don't even I am sick of them I am sick of them, <laughs> <laughs> but but you're absolutely right, Sarah. Yeah, the fact that like when there's a book like this with reliable characters that you like generate a relationship with, you can you can talk about some hard stuff without it being yeah overdone or too angsty, kind of right. Yeah, like the whole thing with her dad. Like it would have been really hard to read if this was like a shirt tugging heartstrings Lana Del Rey kind of book. Why is it that Lana Del Rey is our go to for explaining that kind of writing? Because you know exactly what I mean when I say it. Yeah, a book written in tears and last night's makeup. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> nice. This is a very poetic episode, isn't it, girls? <laughs> Why do you always need to soundbite the conversation, man? Because otherwise we might miss the moment. Oh my God, try and live in the now for once, Katie. Uh. Um, so, um, Kath and Ren's dad is dealing. Let's talk about the book. <laughs> Kath and Ren's dad is yeah he's dealing with bipolar disorder. I think we kind of we kind of saw that in the in the excerpt there that yeah he's he's edgy he's he's he can't do too much normal dad stuff for too long. And the reason is is because yeah he's dealing with bipolar. Um, if he lets his symptoms get out of control, he can yeah burn himself out completely and head into a manic episode. Right, and Kath feels like super responsible for him since it's just her her sister and her dad at home. Yeah, that's stuff with her mom. Shit, man. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I am 100% behind Kat on that one. I mean, like, like your mom walks out on you like that and, like, isn't interested in, like, saying you're not and, like, no. No, 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 no. I'm not letting that shit go. Come on now. It was sad when they talked about the effect that, like, all of that had on Ren and Kat, like, that Ren started, like, acting out and, like, beating kids up and stuff and, like, and the Kat kind of 
retreated into herself altogether. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that bit? Their dad was like called into the school finally when like Ren cut another kid with like safety scissors and Kat wet herself because she was too afraid to ask to go to the bathroom. Oh my God, like that was heartbreaking. Could you imagine a child being that afraid of just asking a question? Like... I don't really get that, though. I don't really understand what she was afraid of. Like, Ren getting angry, not knowing where to send it, like, acting out. That, I get. Yeah, fair enough. Like, and, like when they go to college and she's all on for just getting wasted and, like, not taking care of herself. Like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense to me. Like, I could see how that happens after someone leaves you behind or whatever, you know. But, but like, that being afraid, like, what was she afraid of? Like, what else can happen? Her mom's already gone. Like, her mom wasn't supposed to leave though like like your mum is supposed to stay no matter what like like more than dads even like that's not right but it, it is the way you know and so like so like if your mum leaves like like she doesn't even love you enough for it to even be hard like she just goes like then anything could happen you know, how how are you going to trust that, like, anything will stay the same if you don't watch it and, like, make sure that it's okay all the time? How can you take your eye off the ball if, like, your own mom will, like, walk out like that? Is what I think, anyway, would make sense for Kat. That sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, stressful. Yeah, there there is that bit where Kat is like back at home and she's like checking doors and stuff because she's like super convinced somebody's going to break in. Yeah, I suppose that is the kind of thing you only think of when like your folks aren't home. Like when they're home, they take care of all that. So like you don't have to think about it or nothing. It's their deal. Right. So if they're going to up and leave out of nowhere like that, then there is nothing to say other horrible things won't happen because a really horrible thing has happened for what seemed like no reason. Shit. Yeah, and I thought like she was just being kind of a bit precious kind of about Ren wanting to go off and do her own stuff. But like, yeah, I suppose that does kind of make sense. At the same time, though, I could kind of get where Ren was coming from with wanting to be herself outside of like being Kat's twin sister. Like it just sort of reading it, I thought that like it might feel like a lot of like secondhand pressure. Like you have this sister that's like relying on you to be happy. And, like, she expects you to take her along to everything and for you both to have your own world together, kind of at the expense of of everything else. Um, Sarah? Uh, sorry, sorry, um, I think my internet might have cut there or something. Um... Yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah, it's it's hard on it's hard on both of them, I guess. Yeah. Then you know Levi. Okay, I do not know what I thought about Levi. Okay, or or Nick actually. First leading men that you didn't find hot. First leading men that I didn't find hot, Katie. Yes, it's very confusing. Though actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, like it would make sense considering how all boys just kind of pale in comparison to J.K.O. <coughs> nice save, Claude. Okay, like I'm not going to lie, I might have just burst a blood vessel, but like I'm going to be okay, you guys. Like these are just, these are the sacrifices you make for an independent podcast that has less than 100 regular listeners, you know? Jesus, Claude. Sorry, 
I get a bit bitchy when my brain nearly explodes. I think you do get a pass on that, Chloe, to be as fair. As well I should, Saoirse. As well I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Levi and Nick. Nick was such an arts boy. Yeah, it was decidedly bad. Uh, come on, Kay. Like, you wouldn't have been all up in that. Hey. Ah, here, Katie, come on. You could smell the cigarette smoke off the page for Jay's sake. You would have been actually following him around by the unravelling sleeve on the jumper. He insists is vintage, but he actually bought in a charity shop for two quid. You can find vintage <laughs> stuff in charity shops, man. Uh, not for two quid, you can't. <laughs> this is sounding deceptively like a real person. Uh, that's because our Nick here is an actual carbon copy of that Airshole David that was meeting Katie after that stupid electric music bullshit. Eclectic Music Society is not bullshit. Uh, I think it's bullshit when the bleeding treasurer, secretary or whatever bullshit thing he was, like has the absolute gall to tell you that like after meeting you for a few weeks that like he's got a chance with some girl he's actually into. What the fuck, Katie? Why, Why are you talking about this like it's news? We were all there when this happened during the year, man. For our listeners, how else would they know? How else would they know about my various humiliations during the year? Oh, I don't know, Chloe, thanks. Why don't you tell them about the time I walked into the door in the canteen thinking it was open? <laughs> okay, so it was a Wednesday morning, all right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. the actual funniest thing I've ever seen. Really, really clean. Like it was. And like Chloe was distracting me and I was trying to be all like cool, like because that asshole was there with his new girlfriend. And then you walk straight into the dark. <laughs> like, are you doing right now? Okay, because I thought that this show was like actually supposed to be about books or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's, it started out that way. But now, now I think we just need to talk about you walking into glass doors that you thought were actual open space. No, 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 no. This is like actually getting mean now. Yes, it is. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so what? Nick. Yes, Nick. Nick. Yeah. Um, kind of the the whole paper tin manic pixie dream girl thing that he thinks is necessary for you know a romantic story in, instead of an actual real life female character that was that was concerning that that was the the kind of thing he thought people wanted to read. Like, what is it with Archie boys and their insistence on finding a girl that wants to like paint watercolors in the rain instead of you know an actual human female? Why would anyone want to paint watercolors? In the rain. Because she's a free spirit, Clee. Also, you can see her nipples through her shirt once it's wet. Ah. Manic pixie dream girls don't wear bras. Do you need to wear a bra when, like, you're a weird sexist idea and not a person? Do you need that kind of support in that case? Metaphysical. Nice. Been doing me reading, haven't I? Did you just know that, like, people started using that phrase to, like, actually describe Zoe Deschanel? Isn't that so mean? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that that's just because they all wish that they had eyes like that. Like, it's like she's actually staring at my soul. I absolutely would. Would not even think about it. I feel strangely affirmed and victimised at the same time. We're a complex group, Clay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys find it hard to accept how nice Levi was all the time? Not really. Sir, is that nice? That is an excellent point, actually. No, I'm not. He was like Disney character nice. Yeah. Like Lena said, you're that nice. It's weird. No, I'm not. I mean, you were just saying, Chloe, about how you were going to make a jacket about how not nice I am. In sequence. You can't argue with sequence. Well, first of all, absolutely, yes, you cannot, you know, 
argue with sequins. I'm pretty sure that's in the law somewhere. But uh, no, that was about you being an actual fearsome queen, which is still true. However, you are also the most weirdly charming, over-the-top, want-to-make-everybody-feel-comfortable person any of us have ever met. So, I mean, that's just a fact. That's also in the law somewhere. I think we need to, like, explain. There's not just some book called The Law. But if there was... Chloe's point would be in there. I mean, Sersha, dude, my mom still talks about the lovely girl from Drumcondra. Oh, she does not. We only met for a minute and that was like ages ago. During which time you almost sprained your entire face from smiling and thanked her for being an on-call doctor. You basically called her a national hero, man. It's a super hard job. She and your dad are out on the front lines looking after people and they absolutely deserve to be recognised for it. Dude, they can't hear you. They might. Sarah might get into the will ahead of you there, Sarah. Oh, here, I gave up on that ages ago. It's a lost cause with golden balls in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because you'll be poor. Chloe! <laughs> no, no, she's right, in fairness. But, um, yes, Levi. Yeah, yeah. As much as, like, Levi is, like, my kryptonite. Whereas Regan, on the other hand. Oh, my God, man, Regan was hella sexy. She reminded me of you a little bit, actually, Katie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can see that. Sort of angry, sexy. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Clee, you were saying. I was, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. As, yeah, as sort of like straight and fluffy, straight fluff, the, the whole cat and Levi thing was. Like, I did like it. Like, in that I liked Cat sort of confronting how she didn't want to complicate her life. She wanted to keep everything, like, small so she could control it. Like, if her dad was close to the edge, she could handle it as long as she was at home with him and, like, and Ren and was there and nothing else could get in the way. And then being in college and having her professor challenge her to write something other than fanfic, having Levi want to have a relationship with her, it all challenges her to move, like, outside that, that really small world that she's been living in um Clee uh can you hear me um I think my internet went down there for a sec as well must be must be a Kildare thing Sarah yeah yeah most things these days are Kildare things right oh here don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with what you said there, Clee. Like, it, it is very hard on Kath to let go of, like, the coping mechanisms she's created for herself. Like, you can tell that by keeping her world, her, yeah, world small, like, she's not taking her eye off the ball with her dad and her sister. All of that is just so important to her to keep safe. She wants that to be, like, her main concern. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, a full-time job, like, not even taking into account, like, school or college or anything. Like, yeah, it makes sense that while having that going on she'd also want to like lose herself in something like it's pretty cool when you think about it that like she didn't choose anything like sinister or like destructive like you know like like abusing like alcohol or drugs or whatever abusing alcohol all right diageo <laughs> no like i mean that like having a few drinks or having a smoke or whatever is not a big deal but like if you're locked all the time or off your head constantly or whatever like then you're trying to escape reality that's all i mean jesus oh okay yeah i suppose you get a pass on that one what do you mean i get a pass on that one jesus I'm just trying to be nice katie um sarah isn't this usually when you step in what uh oh y- yeah yeah you're right jesus um 
yeah, what's going on with me? Um, yes. Anyway, uh, Levi is appallingly nice and Kat is understandably petrified to let him in. Um, you know, actually, what I really did like about Levi, um, he wasn't like bookish, but he was like super smart. That is, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, I do think that it's like fairly common for like a lot of people to find it hard to like disappear into books or get wrapped up in studying or whatever. That is so strange to think about, though. Only because like we think it's easy. Like everybody's brain works differently, right? Like it's not really fair to like assume that everybody's brain works exactly the same as ours because like that would be like super super convenient but super boring yeah and like don't people still kind of think that like dyslexia means that like you're a bit thick but like when actually it just means it's just like a bit harder to read like that's that's all like exactly genuinely like whereas on the other side of the spectrum like if people have an affinity for numbers instead of words or like as well as words people think they're like some sort of genius prodigy instead of like them just being able to read a language that is not that different from English except some people just can't read it that well like that's all like they're not exactly like Stephen Hawking or anything do I hear just a note of jealousy in there? Uh, no, but like seriously, like why does everybody talk about her like she's a goddamn genius? It takes her a half an hour to read one page of a novel. Like it, it's it, she's just good with numbers. That's all. What? Katie's sister is in engineering, and her folks think she's the second coming. Ah, uh, yeah. Shit. How come I didn't know that? What? How come I didn't know your sister is doing engineering and your folks are all over for it? What does Sarah know about that and I don't? I don't know. Your mom called you one day when we were handing in our physics lab work and we were late. Remember, it was you and me. That's right. And she kept going on about how Natasha got like a distinction in her dissertation thing. Like, why the fuck would I care, man? So, yeah, it's just because I was there, Chloe. It's no big deal. Okay. Because you can talk to me about stuff, Katie, okay? I'm good like that. You can talk to me, Okay. Do you, not, do you understand? You can talk to me. I'm getting the picture. I do talk to you. I talk to you about BT21 and Tiny Tan. Oh my God, they're so cute. I mean, mini Jin's mini fist bump at the end of the video. Oh. Like, it, it, genuinely, it is so cute. I cannot handle my life knowing that that video exists out there. It is, it is an issue for me right now to not be watching it. Don't be changing the subject, okay? Don't be changing the subject to cue adorable versions of BTS, okay? We'll watch the video after when I'm done talking about this. I am here to talk to you about stuff, okay? Jesus, okay. I'll tell you all my deepest, most disgusting secrets. Okay, good. Okay, well, maybe not the really disgusting ones. Here, give me some credit, man. I'm not Sarah. Hey! Dude, you gave us a way too in-depth description of that Cardi B video. And how was that gross? The phrase moist lady bits was used more than once. It's what the song's about! How else was I supposed to explain it in the video? It's, like, it's, it is genuinely like if David Lynch made porn. I can't, like, you have to let me talk about it. It is like if David Lynch made porn. Okay, okay. And now you have Saoirse Flannery talking about Twin Peaks porn. I hope you're <laughs> happy, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um... Easter eggs? We're at we're at the top of the era already, Jesus. Um well there's yeah, there's a Jurassic Park reference in there that uh, I feel everyone should be on the lookout for. What? Yeah, it's okay, you wouldn't understand. I don't understand why you won't let me in, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Cullen, leave the domestic and give me an Easter egg. Oh, alright. Oh, so forceful, Sarah. Um Easter Oh, do you know what? I am all 
about that fireman's pole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you never fail to deliver, Chloe. Thank you. I appreciate that recognition, Sarah. <laughs> Clee, what do you think? Uh, there was the clip-on tail that made an appearance that I thought was quite intriguing. Oh yeah, that was that was weird. Um, but oddly linked to my one. Yeah, the uh, the Ugg boots. I just, uh, yeah, I thought that was lovely. <laughs> you are too adorable and definitely have a pair of Ugg boots. Well, they're slippers. Oh, well, that's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to do one. Um, oh, yeah, there, there was a credit card number mentioned at one point. Whoa, nail, oh, nail, oh, my nail. God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, that was that was a weird um, episode, but, but we appreciate you guys and uh, do read fangirl by rainbow roll considering that we we didn't talk about it too much we we went on too many tangents but um yeah we're, we are getting also to the end of our series on unusual heroines but uh, but word has it that uh, your girl lc might have a bonus seventh episode on the way we were only seven. stop stop it stop it now <laughs> seventh episode coming up so stay tuned for that but yeah in the meantime pick up a copy of fangirl by rainbow roll we think you'd really enjoy it um yeah like subscribe do all the stuff elsie's gonna be on and um, talking about that in a few minutes and um yeah be sound wear your mask socially distance elbow kisses um yeah yeah do something nice for somebody else and have a good week bye you guys oh, bye. are elbow kisses a thing i should be allowed to sing if i want Hey you guys, this is Elsie. Um, I write and perform the podcast between yeah, working at my day job and eating too much chocolate and quoting Simpsons scenes that uh, no one remembers. I was panicky idiot number two in the um, Poseidon Adventure. That's, that's one of the reasons why I don't have a second ad for, for you guys this week. It's uh, It's been crazy. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Um, I did, uh, instead of an ad, want to, want to hop on and say, if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to like and subscribe on your preferred platform or even leave a rating or review if you're feeling super generous. That's the stuff that helps the show grow, um, which is super awesome. Uh, you can also catch the girls' many, many WhatsApp group messages and other stuff they like to post on Instagram at, at lifechicklet4. Yeah, I know, it was as close as we could get. Um, and on Twitter at, at chicklet4life1. Um, come hang out. Uh, the girls can't wait to see you. And thanks so, so much for listening.